You are listening to WPOE. The worst place on earth. From the TC Palm News, man beats boyfriend with novelty singing fish. Derek from Tampa. I hated that thing. I mean, technically it was mine. It was a gift, but like a joke gift. Bobby used to do stuff like that. Like one time I was sick, real sick with a stomach flu, viral gastroenteritis. That's a virus that causes diarrhea and vomiting too, sometimes at the same time. So I was stuck on the toilet for like three days and what does Bobby do? He goes to Costco and he orders a whole pallet of ultrasoft toilet tissue delivered to the house. Yeah, funny, right? Except have you ever seen a pallet of toilet tissue, like a real industrial size pallet? It's huge, size of a garden shed. So we couldn't even fit it in the house, had to set it out there in the front yard. And then most of it got spoiled in a rainstorm. And guess who had to rake all those wet toilet tissue clumps out of the grass? Wasn't Bobby, I can tell you that. I'm still picking little bits of Ultrasoft out of the bushes. So anyway, Bobby decided on my 50th birthday to do something different, something special. We usually just rent a room at the Hard Rock for the weekend, pretend to be high-end rollers or whatever you call it, end up getting drunk on bottomless mojitos. But Bobby said the big 5-0 should be different. It's half a century on this earth, after all. So he rented a house on Lake George. Some of the best fishing in the state, he said. They got bass and catfish. Something called a, a crappie, and sometimes garfish, which can grow to be the size of a cocker spaniel, and that's not including the mouth, which is basically a samurai sword. I've never been much for fishing, never even tried before then, to be honest. I grew up in Kentucky, outside of Louisville. I guess horses are the only kind of animal I don't mind being around. But Bobby, he grew up in Florida, right here near Tampa. He used to spend weekends at a place called Big Bull Fish Camp, something like that. He'd go with his uncle on account of his father having passed away and leaving behind an arsenal of fishing gear, hooks and handmade lures and all kinds of weights and bobbies, bobbles, bobbles. I think that's what you call them. So for my big 5-0, Bobby was dead set on bringing me out there to Lake George and teaching me how to fish. If we catch a gar, we'll have him measured, he said. Over 20 pounds is a prize fish, and I guess they take your picture and you get your name put up on a plaque or something, which sounds fine saying it now. But Bobby being Bobby, this was all a big surprise. What I was expecting was, you know, getting drunk on mojitos and ordering room service at five in the morning. Instead, I ended up knee-deep in the muck at five in the morning, fighting off a herd of mosquitoes and hoping a prize garfish would choose to feast on my plastic dragonfly over the thousands of real flies that were out there dancing on the lake. How any fisherman can reasonably compete with a million dancing midge flies is beyond me. Must just be dumb luck. Or maybe genetics, I guess, like having super powerful reflexes in the muscles of your wrist or something like that. Suffice it to say, I did not catch a prize fish that weekend, or any fish for that matter. Nobody came to take our picture or put our name up there on a plaque. But it was still my birthday, so Bobby snuck out in the morning, leaving me there all slathered in calamine lotion and dreaming of bellinis and pancakes and those little whipped butters that come in their own little ceramic cup. I'll tell you, I would have been just fine eating a few of those whipped butters with jam, calling it quits on the whole birthday thing. 
I'm really not that hard to please. But Bobby being Bobby, he sneaks out, buys me a birthday gift, somehow finds someone out there in Lake Country to wrap it up real nice, like it's a $100 silk shirt or a 100% leather wallet, which is something I needed on account of my old wallet being 100% vinyl and from Sunglasses Hut, and Bobby always teasing me that if I were ever to get pickpocketed not to worry because they'd probably just turn around and give it right back to me. But it wasn't a wallet or a silk shirt. I get to unwrapping the thing, real nice wrapping paper, like the kind that's been hand-stenciled with flowers and hummingbirds. And I pull it all off, asking Bobby if we can save it. It's so nice. And what do I find? It's this fish. This plastic, googly-eyed fish mounted to a board like it's been taxidermed. And I'm just staring at it like, I don't know what to do with this thing. And Bobby reaches around and pushes a little button on it, and that fish starts moving, mechanical-like, flapping there on its plaque, and then it starts singing, mouth moving and everything. Don't worry, be happy now. You know the song. And then at the end, it belches, like a real human burp, like it had just chugged a whole can of beer. And Bobby just starts laughing even more than he did when the pallet of toilet tissue arrived on the lawn. And he says, see, told you you'd catch a fish. And then he just pushed that button again. God, I hated that thing. And I told him I hated it, and I told him I never wanted to go fishing again. Told him I never even wanted to see another fish again. But what does he do? As soon as we get home, he hangs it up right there in the kitchen, takes down the travel and leisure calendar, which we use for planning out vacations and special events, and he hangs it up right there over the sink so that any time I will come home feeling bad about being stuck in Tampa traffic, which is the worst it's ever been, or we would get into a fight about putting too much money on the Amex card, he would just clam up and smile that way he does, like when he's got a secret about something terrible he's done, and he ain't never going to tell me no matter how much I bet or threaten to leave him and he would strut right up to it and push that button and just walk away leaving me alone with don't worry be happy now and that belching fake fish flapping against the wall and i say i hated it and i did but i guess when you really think about it it wasn't so bad bobby's way of diffusing an argument i guess and i could live with that but then that thing happened at work Tim Smits, who's like 28, with no corporate scheduling experience at all, and who was basically a temp until like a year ago, was given his own team and moved to his own office at regional headquarters in Orlando, which made him technically my boss, even though SPs don't really work for any one sales team. But come on! I have to answer to Tim Smits now, who probably still lives with his parents like all these millennials do, And wears a suit to the office, even though we're in Florida and basically nobody else wears a suit. Nobody else even wears short sleeves, mostly. And now they're talking about implementing a dress code, even in the summertime. And Bobby, he thinks it's all fine. He thinks it's right. Didn't Tim Smith go to a really good college, he says? Isn't he raising the bar for the whole company to do better? Isn't it always a good idea to bring in some fresh meat? That's what he said, fresh meat, and I let him have it. He said he never even met Tim Smith, which is probably true, but he sure saw his picture on the front page of the Voyage Analytics Monthly Bulletin, and I know what he was saying, especially because of that smile on his face, so I let him have it. 
And then he just walked over and he pushed that goddamn button on that goddamn fish and it started singing and he walked away laughing and I was alone in the kitchen and that was just too much. Sounded louder than usual too. I could hear the mechanical gears moving around inside of it and I reached up and I just pulled it down off the wall singing and flapping in my hand and I... I followed Bobby right into the living room and I raised it up over my head and I hit him with it. He fell onto his knees, grabbing at the back of his head, and I hit him again. And that fish, it belched and that really was just too much, so I hit him again and again and again. And he was on the floor, his face pressed into the shag rug, and he wasn't reaching for his head anymore. There were spots of blood all around on the arm of the couch, on the rug, in front of my shirt. And then that fish started singing again. My thumb must have pressed against the button. Don't worry, be happy now. And then I really let him have it. Whack, 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 whack. Until that fish stopped singing. So this is, oh, Derek. This is uh, our Ken- podcast, uh, Ass and Gators. <laughs> oh, yeah, we changed the name to yeah. Ass and Gators. Because that's all we talk about. I feel like that's what everything devolves into anyway. I mean, it's a natural progression of things. I feel like that could be on Florida license plates. Yeah, welcome, just an- Welcome to the land of Ass and Gators. Get yourself <laughs> ass some. Ass and Gators. Ass and Gators. Gators. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason why anyone stops at like a convenience store here for Ass or Gators. That's right. I, you know, I detest those bumper stickers that are like, you can't ride for free, ass, grass, or I always forget the other one. What? You've never seen this? <laughs> it's like, or uh, what's the third one? Ass, grass, and... Or something, and something else. I don't know, that no one rides for free. It's like some 70s saying, and like, people didn't get over ass, it. Ass, grass, and airboat rides. <laughs> Doesn't quite rhyme, but <laughs> all right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, so yeah, you wrote this one. Oh, Derek. Derek. Derek from Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. A lot of people from Kentucky here. What was, okay, so yeah, the headline for this one, and there wasn't a lot of information uh, that I was able to find about the true story. So like the headline was almost like the, it was really a police report kind of story. And it just said that Florida man beat his partner uh, it's like a domestic argument. Yeah, and... beat his partner. Well, it's like he beat his partner al- almost to death with a singing bass fish. <laughs> Which we all know what that is. After arguing with him over what to have for dinner. <laughs> oh, it was dinner. <laughs> right, but, you know, it wasn't really about dinner. Those things, well, it's just mounting well, over time. And that's exactly what the story ended up being about. Yeah. Um, what is like, it about? I That, that story, <laughs> it really struck me. Um, because I just that singing bass fish thing is such is such like a deep part of our culture that oh they used to sell them at Eckerd's I mean you remember they Eckerd's. used to sell them everywhere and like you now you just see them in like the in flight 
like ma- magazines or like right. what, the Sky Mall thing. Sky like, Mall. That's the only place they exist anymore. <laughs> but like for a while, they were everywhere. I mean, I, I remember there was like a Sopranos episode oh. like that about the fish. And, and in that episode, Tony Soprano is like haunted by the singing fish. It's like a thing that like haunts him. <laughs> How did I forget about this? And then there's like... Uh, I was watching Pe- Peppa Pig with my daughter. Oh my god, of course. Peppa Pig, for those of you that don't know, is like this British children's cartoon about like a pig family. They're British. <laughs> it's like sardonic and weird, but they're th- very British. There's like this. There's like a singing bass fish in this episode that the, like the parents really don't want to buy, but then they get like <laughs> tricked into buying it. Yeah. Um, That's like when the British are trying to, well, the English are trying right. to make a deal with America. Oh, and it's also... We're so good at deals. So. It's in WALL-E, too. Oh, really? Yeah, the the Pixar film. And the way it's depicted in that film is this this piece of trash, because they last forever because they're made of plastic. Right, nothing breaks down anymore. That WALL-E has found, and of course it still works, because, yeah. like, you know, they'll never die, because they're p- actually possessed by an ancient... Babylonian god, God. (laughs) a revenge god, Um, and you know, so Eva, the the other robot that Wally's in love with, she sees it and starts to sing, and she almost shoots it. (laughs) She's so mad at it, like immediately, she's like, destroy. (laughs) So it's like this thing in our culture that like is universally hated. I Mm, feel like it's annoying, Um, and. My dad loves these things, by the way. He buys all kinds of things I that just, just talk. Talking and they always, cards, they sing like the crackers. worst song. The songs that are going to make you want to beat someone to death with them. Like, oh, yeah. Like, take me to the river. Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen, I love the heads, okay? So I'm not going to agree with you on that one. <laughs> but it is kind of annoying. It's just this. A little bouncy. It's a little taunting demon. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of what I zeroed in on. Like, I really wanted to explore what would make somebody beat someone to death <laughs> with, with that fish. And so it became this sort of like... I can't even imagine. R- right, but it's like You pick this, up a skillet, you know? It represents... it represents, But it represents like the taunting. Right. It's the thing that taunts him through his partner. Sure. It's what the partner gives him in order to taunt him. Yeah. And it's like a perfect tool for that. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, oh, here's this thing that's going to annoy the hell out of you for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah, perfect gift. And even if you throw it away, it lives on. It's one of those gifts that people give to people when they don't really pay attention to what they actually like. Like, it's a, it's kind of a or like when they don't shitty novelty gift, or when they really don't like you. Right. (laughs) When you mentioned the Sopranos, Meadow gave that to Tony. Oh, it was Meadow. Oh, that's the story. So that that still fits. What oh, you're saying, wow. yeah. she didn't really care for him too much at that point. Right. Yeah, she's like, here's a shitty gift. Fuck you, dad. But it's like in you episode two, it, whenever it sings, I think he go, he has like a panic attack. Mm. Do you remember why? I think it's because he, he because they killed... Um, Big Pussy. Big Pussy. <laughs> oh! And it was like the he's, he's swimming with the fishes. And, and it reminded like him fish. of his face. Yeah, <laughs> right. <too. laughs> yeah. Oh my! I used to watch this show religiously with my grandmother on Sundays or Saturday, whenever it oh came on. I can't believe it. Ever. Wow. Yeah. Man. So it's like it's per. It's like it. Fi- it's like this thing that now is in is like a, in a stalking room. demon in our culture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So it it worked that way, and then I I wanted to you know I imagined this guy as being this like pushover who's constantly like stepped on by mm. his 
partner. Mm-hmm. And, like his partner's always kind of shitting on him. Mm-hmm. But, and he kind of just takes it in stride because his partner's maybe a little bit, like he's the, he's the alpha male. He's more, maybe more attractive. He's maybe, you know, in better shape. He mm. like, he's a go-getter. There's a sense of competition for sure. Yeah. And then, them. and then the fishing thing, because I feel like if you don't know how to fish mm-hmm. and you're with someone who does, oh man, you're just a, been there. You're just an idiot. Yeah. Salt why, life. Why do you, why do you even exist? <laughs> you know? And well, I, you're not, there's so much you can't bond over if you don't enjoy right. the same it, things. You right? know, and I, this is probably true of any like water, Maybe. water world, but like, <laughs> Like in Florida, like if you don't fish, there's like a lot of lot of relationships you're not gonna have. Oh yeah, totally. There's <laughs> a lot of things you miss including out on. the one with your dad. Oh man, are we talking <laughs> about that now, Caleb? <laughs> That's not your story. That's no, it's this not. guy's story. But I, I, sure. I didn't grow up here, so like, there's no fishing in Massachusetts. Oh man, I remember. Well, my dad doesn't either, <laughs> thankfully. But we did go yeah. on this like forced fishing trip once because right. my mom works for the Parks Department, and I won't say more than that because I don't want to blow up her spot. Hi, mom. But uh, there was some opening of like a fishing park. It was a Grenolds or something. This is way back. I mean, I was like nine or ten years old. So my dad and I were on this riverbed and they gave us these tiny little fishing rods and he couldn't catch anything. We we tried. He tried, but th- I mean there were barely any fish in there. It was like a right. it was like a state it's park. Been, yeah, because of all the all the sh- sugar plantation runoff right. killed them all by by then. Yeah, all their resources, <laughs> they're like where were they going to live? What were they eating? What you know, where were the except, natural Except for the snakeheads bacteria? because they can breathe out of water now. See, that's relatively new. But anyway, so I caught one and I got so upset and I threw it back. So that that was not a part of the culture for me and right. my family at all. Yeah. But so many people are about it and that's their thing. No, I mean it's like, yeah, it's a They're big very deal. vocal. They're very vocal. It's You've been deal. to Flanagan's where you see mm-hmm. like the people showing off yeah. their uh the prize fish. Their prize fish. No, yeah. and that's I was always jealous of that. Exactly. Actually. No, but that's like a whole like in front of Monty's right. in South Beach, they have Hell that yeah. like in the marina there, there's like that big rig that for like hanging your Friggin' sailfish on or, right. or your shark on. It's huge. Yeah, showing off your your loot, your winnings. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a fish hanging from there, but... I, I've seen pictures of it. I know it's true. Or like the ones with the children holding a giant lobster right. that's almost as big as their whole body. Right. So impressive. I, Wait, yeah. so... Fishing. Fishing. Well, in the story, I feel like they're having trouble connecting because the partner just doesn't see him. Right. No, that's a thing. He's like, they're in this relationship where it's a, it's a, it's, it's a cycle of like, of like very passive abuse. Yeah. You know, and it's the worst kind. It's it's the fishing. It's all bad. It's the fishing trip that ends with the, with the gifting of the, of the taunting demon fish (laughs) that, that, that is the tipping point. Oh, the toilet you know? paper on the lawn. Right. That's part. just like one of the many things that this guy did to his boyfriend. Oof. You, right. That got under my skin. Good job. Yeah. yeah. It's like, God, if someone did that to me. I know. Oof. Um, no thanks. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's another kind of sad one, but uh, there's some, there's some, there's some funny things in there. Come I on. thought it was hilarious <laughs> up until the end, where you did scare the shit out of me. You, yeah. We also perform them, so watching you perform the end of that one, I was like, oh, man, oh, yeah. dang. Well, you got to hit someone hard with one of those things to, to do any damage. Yeah, seriously. They're kind of heavy from what and I remember. And it just keeps singing. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't worry, be happy now. I, I think that's, that's the worst. how that goes. That, that is probably the worst song 
I I remember oh, the song is annoying. I remember sure. um who's that McFarlane? Jimmy it's Timmy some... McFarlane? Something McFarlane, it's right? Some like Bobby McFerrin. Bobby, Bobby McFerrin. McF- I was really close. I think McFarlane was a tennis Bobby player. McFerrin <laughs> Bobby McFerrin. Bobby McFerrin. Bobby McFerrin and his singing <laughs> Big Mouth Bass. Call 1-800 Big Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He'll kill you with it. Which leads us to the music. Oh. Um yes. Big so, Mouth Strikes course, Again. Big Mouth Strikes Again by the Smiths is like uh you know, it's on the nose, but we But fa- not. But we you actually knew I know about these this guys. band, yeah. the Ordinary Boys. They're a they're a Smiths slash Morrissey only cover band. Yeah, and they're out of floor out of Miami, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw them play at Gramps. They were great. And they've been around for a while. Yeah, they tour um, a lot, and they're really good. Yeah, and like the guys sounds like Morrissey. I mean, I'm a big. Smith I don't mean to fan. say the guys. Sorry, you I mean, sound great, dude. I know that Morrissey is now like uh, like a proud boy or something. Oh God, yeah, he's but, totally all right now. But uh. But um, yeah, like the two songs, it was um, Big Mouth Strikes Again and Barbarism Starts at Home. Oh yeah, and if the title is different, right? Like they changed the title in that one. It's I don't like Barbar- so. Barbarism begins and begins at home. I think that's what it's called. Homestead or something. maybe I is made it? that up. That was or, that, or that they like changed the title. They might. To, if not, I made this up, and they you know, might. consider it. <laughs> Just kidding. But I wanted, it was like this this idea that I wanted to kind of find a band that maybe this couple listened to. Right, right. You know, and have that kind of come into it. And then I, I, Morrissey has a huge gay following. Well, and I also, Smiths. but I also like um, wanted it to be something kind of from that time period, you know. Right. Almost like a song that when it came on the the came on their Sp- Spotify, they would both sing along to it. You know, right, yeah, in the that car. Kind of thing. Yeah, or something. Um, and so, like, that's how that kind of fit in there. And those two songs are perfect for what happens. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> Big Mouth Strikes Again. I don't know when Morrissey went past problematic and became just, like, a terrible person. I feel like it's been happening over time. He drank too many gin gimlets or something. He, like, threw too many flowers. and. But, you know... There's something else about Morrissey that I read an article about recently about how the Smiths have this, I don't know if it's relatively new, but this huge following in Latin America. Oh, yeah. And this article, I can't remember where it was. I've heard this. um, Where they're trying to like, the, the writer was sort of trying to parse out why. And there's this, this idea that like, the Smiths' music uh, is all about like it's like this um, these like very melodramatic like 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 love songs of longing. Yeah, and like and living like, through a totalitarian state, or, and or like, like not belonging, a, and yeah, like yeah. all these like these tropes. Living of, through of the eighties. Like, yeah, and somehow <laughs> that somehow that translates because really, there's like a million Smiths cover bands in Latin Latin. America. And I oh, was like, wow. really surprised by that. Huh. Like that didn't, I was like, what? Yeah. I thought only like. I mean, there's a huge Latin American population down here and they were all at the concerts I've been I to. Like only like, like Americans and, and Canadians l- listen to the Smiths. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, sad white people. <laughs> Not just them. It's for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what do we have coming up next? Oh, uh. We have, Ooh. oh, we have What's Manuela. Manuela. Yeah, so there's a story about this Instagram influencer 
I know, like, Billy Corbin covered it. Hey, Billy. And, like, the Miami New Times. Uh, he's in the room with, with us. He just <laughs> didn't have anything to say for once. No, he's not. But if he wants to. Um, yeah. Uh, where she, like, got busted, like, money laundering and, like, for all these crimes because she was flaunting the spoils on her Instagram account. So I wanted to write about, like, who that person is and who they're pretending to be and what's behind that. Like, what pain is behind that. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's our next one. Yeah. I feel like that lady is literally like, like everybody knows ev- on every corner, every South Beach corner. Well, right she now. lived in Brickle, which makes wow. perfect sense to right. me for her to have like some little right. condo with the balcony and you take the photo and like everything looks yeah. so I nice. Mean, I, you know, she's a she's gonna be very Miami, right? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, and we don't definitely... need to we don't need to talk about her music because we haven't heard the story yet. Oh, right. So we'll do that <laughs> next time. Thanks for right. listening. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> it's hard not to. Yeah.